What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming Queens Horror Podcast. What do you want? Screaming Queens Horror Podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Better give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum. And it was hell. 20 years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's that? Gods and monsters. A, a lesbian wouldn't leave you alone because you're dressed as Schneider's wife. Right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, at, at first I was like, does she know that I'm a man dressed as a woman? And then I was like, after a while, no, she definitely does because she touched something that definitely <laughs> would have given that away. And then Teddy got a cop on <laughs> and I was like, I can't help what the lesbian thinks. <laughs> wow. Very, very weird. Imagine that fight kicking off in the club. That that lesbian kid touched my boyfriend's penis. <laughs> <laughs> what? It wow. was very weird. You should have said that didn't impress me much. <laughs> or you could have said, man, I don't feel like a woman tonight. Yeah. Well, welcome to Screaming Queens. You've joined us in the middle of hearing how um, Stephen's Halloween festivities went. Yeah. Molested by a lesbian. Yeah. Standard. Jonathan appears to be very jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> So am I. I've got many girl crushes on many lesbians. Um, so we are the horror podcast with the Queer Eye View. We are coming to you tonight with what our special Halloween Halloween episode. Um, my name's Jonathan Larkin. I'm Jonathan Butler. I'm Stephen Mutt. And we are a three tonight. We don't have Martin Fennerty because he is busy being chatted up by the village boys on a tractor in, in rural Perugia. He's delivering everyone's breakfast. He's delivering everyone's <laughs> breakfast. Wow. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so tonight we are going back down one of our favourite routes, which is the Jallo route. Um, for the uninitiated, Jallo, if you want to know what Jallo is, fucking Google it. <laughs> I've discussed this with you many, many times. You should know by now. Uh-huh. Uh, Jello is a um, is a subgenre slash movement slash thing mm-hmm. from sixties, seventies, and actually some in the early eighties. And it originates from Italian thrillers, pulpy thrillers that have many, many crossovers with um, horror, gothic horror, slasher, um, crime, crime, procedural stuff like police that. procedural. And often are quite gothic, often have lots of fabulous camp women, often have swarthy hot men, and often have lots of gratuitous violence and gore and psychosexual elements, which is why Screaming Queens tend to keep coming back to them. <laughs> keep coming back to them. Jello, in a way, it kind of it started in the sixties with Mario Bava, who came up with a film called The Girl Who Knew Too Much. And um, then the classic Blood and Black Lace, which kind of set the template for what Jallo was. But then came the 70s and Dario Argento sort of took it and ran with it, mm. with the bird with the crystal plumage and then on from there. 
uh, Argento is seen as sort of master of Jallo, and then you have all these different names that sort of are offshoots of that you've got. I'm sure there's be some Barva fans who'll fight you over that. Barva, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. Um, but I, I think Barva certainly was the man who who started and heralded the whole thing. But I think what we come to know as Jallo classics are often mm. it it often comes back to. Argento. Yeah, yeah, probably pop- popularised it. Yeah, he popularised it. He took it around with it. So, but other than that, you've got like the likes of like Lucio Fulci, uh, Umberto Lenzi has a go at it as well. But one of the most prolific directors in this genre, and many others, <laughs> because he sort of had his, his fingers in many... many most of them Fulci did as well. Fulci did a lot of westerns yeah. and well, a lot of comedies and everything. The Italian directors just had a go at everything, yeah. didn't they? They're like, oh, I can do that. Different films, yeah. Loads of films. Yeah. So one of the most popular ones is a director called Sergio Martino, and he um, he branched off into Jallo with one of our favourites, well, possibly my favourite Jallo, um, The Strange Vice. Oh, it's one of my favourites, it's Grace. Which we've covered mm-hmm. before, starring the beautiful Edwige Fennec. Um, and that was like quite a fabulous, sunny, kind of over-the-top, sumptuous-looking crime thriller. And he also did Case of the Scorpion's Tail, Your Vice's Locked Room, and Only I Have the Key. What title? Yeah. Uh, All the Colours of the Dark. Um, so having given us colourful and stylish murder mysteries with those types of film, with all the panache and boobs, his fifth and final Jallo was, um, he, he, I think he sort of went all out slasher with this. Mm. Um, everything sort of gets stripped down, the premise, the plot, and the women. So the Jello we're talking about tonight is, of course, the classic Sergio Martino film, Torso. I think if anything could be called a prototype for a slasher, then I would say this is probably it. It's a sort of a man in a mask goes after loads of co-ed college girls. I think Bay of Blood was before this, wasn't it? Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood, yes. I stand corrected there. <laughs> I stand corrected there. And that is often sort of cited, doesn't it? Because Friday the 13th. Yeah, it even copies, it copies the kills from yeah. Bay of Blood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, you're very right there, John. Bay of Blood, I think, is probably the first. One of the, one of the big differences, I think, in this film from the other ones we've watched, which makes it more like a slasher, is the ages have come down. Mm-hmm. The characters in this aren't like you know, um, diplomat wives or housewives yeah. or yeah. Aris- students uh, aristocrats. Yeah, it's it's girls, it's young girls, isn't it? Mm. And young lads. Um, they they sort of make up the the beating heart of the film, really. Yeah. Promiscuous. Promiscuous is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty little bastards. <laughs> I think the first shot in this film is a pair of tits, isn't it? It's a pair of tits, <laughs> and then it's an orgy. You know, you, you know you're in for a good time when <laughs> the first shot's a bit In fact, you could say that the first, like, two minutes of this gives you the blowdown on what, the like, the base elements of a jello are. So you've got, you got first shot as a woman getting her tits out, then you've got a flashback, then you've got a creepy doll over her crotch, mm. which then flashes back to a doll in somebody's childhood that's all very Freudian, and then you've got, like, a, yeah. a child's hand reaching for the doll. And getting its eyes poked out as well, isn't it? Eyes poked out, and then a massive naked limbs with the with the word torso splashed in yellow across the screen. And the carnal violence as well. Yes. Torso, carnal violence. So the Italian title of this is... The bodies, the bodies show evidence of carnal violence. <laughs> there this you go. Weird. The Italians do love a catchy, yeah, catchy title. Just rolls off the tongue. I watched this film for ages with the subtitles on, and it took me at least twenty five minutes to realise that it was in English <laughs> when I was reading the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, I was thinking, what am I fucking doing? <laughs> But also, I left them on after that point because the subtitles were completely different. Right. 
completely different. Right. So you've got like two versions of the film in your yeah, head. Yeah, there's like different words and it's like sometimes even completely different meanings to what you were saying. <laughs> but Tom Lynch that didn't do a great job of it. <laughs> Torso, it saturates the screen with terror. I've called you here today for a good reason. What do you have here? A fragments of Is one of these students a psychosexual killer? Just one week ago. Or are they just playing erotic games? Not so innocent erotic games. to test the limits of pleasure. A psychosexual killer is stalking. Son of a bitch! What happened? That guy was spying on us. Sean, what did we care if he was? Come back, Sean. A killer who takes his pleasure differently. <laughs> Torso. A gripping motion picture about a killer's perverted hunger aroused to an animal frenzy. So the premise of the film couldn't be simpler. The thing with Jallo, with a lot of Jally, is the, the plots are really convoluted, aren't they? Yeah. And you get really confused, and then you think, why am I bothering to follow the plot? <laughs> you have to enjoy the style, and the themes, and the sex, and the violence. But the plot of this is really simple. It's mm. just a bunch of girls in a small town. It's Perugia. Yeah. Small it's town. gorgeous. Amazing. Makes you want to go there. Uh, art students, aren't they? Yeah. And they are getting stalked by a guy who's killing them off one by one. And then because they're sort of freaking out they're like I know what we should do let's go to this villa in the middle of nowhere yeah, creepy we'll, villa, creepy top villa. on top of a mountain we'll be completely safe there and then the killer follows them there and carries on until there's only one left so that's literally yeah. that's the premise of this film you get the odd you get the nice little red herrings along the way as well don't you that's red scarves oh, right yeah that's another <laughs> jello staple isn't it yeah there's plenty in there, plenty and plenty of, oh, it could be this person, it could be this person, it could <laughs> yeah. be this person, and I was like, I know who it is. I love the way they just play up the creepy uncle. <laughs> is it Uncle Nino, is it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Uncle Nino is quite creepy, though. He's, like, yeah. watches her through the door. Yeah, he's yeah. spying on his own niece. Yeah. Get, oh. yeah. So the film stars Susie Kendall, and she plays um, she plays the, the sort of heroine Jane, who... Is she a bit older than everyone else? I was. I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to be sexist or ageist, but I was going to say she's a good ten years older than everyone yeah. else. So Jane was also the girlfriend in yeah, Bed with Crystal Plumage. Bed with Crystal Plumage, yeah. That's right, yeah. And she's also she's also into Say with Love, and then the other character who's sort of of note is Daniela, and that's her uncle's villa that they go to stay in. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. And she was in Salon Kitty. Ah. Yeah. I recognised her. So yeah, the first two minutes we've got like a. F- photo shoot or porno video or yeah. something being shot with lots of people having a big makeup. Yeah, kind of, it's like it's literally like a porno shoot but then it's got like the most romantic like vibe to it as well like yeah. it, even though it's really just the way these films are shot just always seem very much more elegant and grand than what they're actually showing on the screen it's the European like, thing they know how to make everything look classy yeah they? it's just like uh-huh. you're showing me tits and sex but then it just feels fabulous and it's decadent. Like and breathy like, music. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then 
I was saying, like, that first shot is sort of everything that Jello is about, mm. and then it cuts straight to an image of St. Sebastian. Yeah. Mm. Well, so it, you, go from, you go from sex yeah. to art to psychology all in, like, yeah. the first yeah. five minutes. Well, that's not the first thing St. Sebastian appears in, is it? First Jello, is it? Yeah, it made me think of uh, House of Laughing Windows. Yeah. yeah. It made me think of that. Uh, so in a sort of lecture hall, and you've got all the characters there, and then there's like a big like Susie Kendall's Jane character. She has like a pseudo intellectual bourgeois art debate with the professor. Yeah, it's um, just like, <laughs> yeah. Professor, excuse me, but what you were saying about Perugino, don't you think your analysis was a bit too severe? Was it? In the Saint Sebastian, the Louvre, you completely ignore the intensely spiritual aspect of the figure. Why it's practically overflowing with holiness. Is that how it strikes you? Yes. You believe Perugino was capable of that? Vasari says he was a person with so little genuine religion, he could never make anyone believe in the immortality of the soul. He presents him as an atheist, painting saints and Madonna. I'll buy that, Professor. Although I find it strange that he never painted any blood on the bodies of his martyrs. He was a painter. Not a butcher. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, you know. <laughs> um, and then we're introduced to all the girls. They're all beautiful girls. Lots of handsome boys. And it's like this old old town setting. Um, and then straight away into like car sex. Oh yeah, it gets picked up in the mini straight away, doesn't she? Yeah. So it's a character called Flo. Flo, yeah. She's picked up by Sean. And they go off and have a bit of dirty sex in a car. Under an aqueduct, is Under it? Under like an aqueduct or a flyover or something. <laughs> yeah. What I love about these films as well if you, is... You might notice that a lot of them, uh, you go from like a rural setting to something really concrete and harsh. Mm. So they're being inspired on, aren't they? So voyeurism is a big theme throughout this film, I thought. Yeah. So you've got the cameras at the very beginning, and then you've got them being watched having sex. Yeah. And she's got amazing sets. She has got amazing sets. I really enjoy Yeah. And yeah, this is very, very slasher yeah. kind of stalky person appearing outside the car. Maybe you think of um, Tana Dreads and that. Oh yeah, especially with the um, with, the with the mask as well. Yeah, and then stalking. I think going back to the um, going back to Bay of Blood, mm. I think one of the reasons this popped up as as a slash prototype more for me is again going back to the cast. Yeah, because Bay of Blood has got quite a well. It's, it's it's a big varied cast, isn't it? There's it's some a, students, but it, it's older yeah, people as well. And it's got the, it's got a who done it kind of. Espionage, murder, mystery. Yeah. Who's going to get the will? Who's going to get the um, inheritance and yeah. all that? A bit like an Agatha Christie type feel. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like this one has got this more sorts of straight. Suppose it's more like the that was a tenant Lindians that's got yeah. that vibe to it, hasn't it? Definitely. Although to be fair, if he's spying on him, all he's going to see is his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Just maybe he likes looking at his ass. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I certainly would. Um, <laughs> And then the killer comes back, the guy comes back and he strangles Flo with his red scarf. Oh, we've he? got the great scene with the lights though, hasn't, haven't you? Because yeah. he goes out to look for Sean mm. and then the killer's presumably got back to the car and flicks the lights on to yeah. get with the lights. Yeah. It's great. She gets strangled with the scarf and you're like, oh, there's not going to be any blood. And then <laughs> he starts yeah. coughing her tits up. It gets chopped to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the fact that before he starts cutting it up, she dies with one tit hanging out as well. I think that's quite classic. <laughs> The classy later time. Yeah. Did you watch? So the version you you watched it was it the uncut version where there's some of the Italian bits put back yeah, in. Yeah, I've got that. The shameless one I've got. Yeah, the shame with the old man, which has got the worst front cover of any Blu-ray I've ever seen in my life. The, oh, art, the right. artwork. 
I've got the minus the DVD with the original artwork. Oh, so I, I turned it round because it was yeah. so shit. Yeah, it is crap. <laughs> so this version, I watched the the, the police interview yeah. like an old man who found the bodies. Have you seen that? Nope. Oh, that's brilliant. You missed the you missed the treats because <laughs> the man, the old man, reveals that he only found the bodies because he came out here to have a shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the facilities in my house aren't the best, so I'll come out here now. For a dump. For a dump. For a dump. <laughs> yeah. It's like something you know, it's usually someone walking the dog, but no, someone having a shit. Yeah. Um to which I have got to say I've got to credit this to Rachel, but uh, she says I thought Italians couldn't take a dump without using a beat down. Um, Maybe there's a little brook or something about <laughs> <laughs> splash, splash yourself. <laughs> Stream. Oh dear. So, um, yeah, from there we go back to the town. Uh, all the men in this film are sleazy bastards. Yeah. They're all trying to see up your skirt or look down your top. Although, see, I, I, are you talking about the, the creepy scarf guy? Yeah. But Carol, she's doing it on purpose. She's like, she puts her foot up on the thing to let him look. Yeah, but she he's already he's... looking. Yeah. He's already looking when she does it. And it's like all the women in it are quite knowing of men. Yeah. They're all a bit like, you are a dirty fucker. So yeah. they kind of play it. The women in this, are, they've got a little bit more power than you think they have. See, I, that's what I mean. I think she's playing up to her eyes. I mean, yeah. If anything than that, she's got the power because he's a weird, yeah. a weird fucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's a lot <laughs> bit, there's lots been said about this film about how it portrays men. And it's like, it, it, for like... Um, a sort of genre that's sort of seen as not being very feminist mm. this is one of the films where the women are a bit more in control and the men are just seen as pathetic yeah. slobbering dogs until they get stopped <laughs> until the women get stopped you've got to have something I mean it's a job <laughs> like not in actual content wise in any way but it reminds me of like the dynamic you have in Greece with the boys being all yeah. sleazy pathetic dogs and then you have the pink ladies and these girls did feel more powerful and actually liberated sexually yeah yeah, so all the girls in this film have got that sort of sexually liberated yeah. thing. Um, they're all slags. Well, yeah. slag stands for <laughs> sexually liberated and gorgeous. <laughs> Let's just take back slag. Let's reclaim slag for what it is: sexually liberated and gorgeous women. Is that where it came from originally? Was it? Yeah. I'm no, just no. I was just a <laughs> my, my friend Joan made it up. Oh, <laughs> What's a slut stand for? You don't have to think of that one. Me, just sexually, me <laughs> sexually liberated under trousers. <laughs> <laughs> sexually liberated undoes trousers. <laughs> um, so all the women in this are, are really like sexual and over the, and they've got, the, they've got like they show quite a lot of flesh, except Jane. in the first section, Jane. Except Jane, but she doesn't at all, really, does she? Well, all of her dialogue is essentially saying, "Look." I have a brain despite my miniskirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like the uh, the line of dialogue with the, uh, with the teacher where he gives her the most backhanded compliments I think I've ever heard. What did he say to her? He said, it's amazing that the product of a American school system can appreciate yeah. art like this. Yeah. It's brilliant. I just love the fact that she has, she has all this dialogue that says, you know, I've got a brain, I've got a brain. And then she straight away, have you seen the bit where she skips down the steps? That's <laughs> just where she falls down the steps. No, no, at the beginning, like she, yeah. in Perugia, she just skips down the steps like, la, la, la. <laughs> it's so funny she like skips to her car it's hilarious do you think maybe that was part of the thing to get Susie Kendall and it was like oh, you know give me some I want some proper dialogue yeah I want something to get my teeth into <laughs> yeah and she's flirting with the professor though. Mm. like ruthlessly flirting with him yeah with that Franz is it that's the professor Franz because he, he leaves a message on her, win- on her windscreen doesn't he that's right yeah Yeah. he writes it in the dirt yeah there's a good two years worth of dirt on that windscreen yeah. you wouldn't drive in that yeah 
I wish my wife was this day. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so she skips down the flute, down the stairs while there's like a flute playing in the background. She's like, Chala! and then it cuts straight to like a loads of hookers. Yeah. Who I, identi- I identify with much more, especially the one. There's one in like pink and black stripes with a fag hanging out of a mouth. And I think. <laughs> so this is like the. F- is this like the first character who's a bit of a red herring? This this guy who she takes home with her. Yeah, this is Stefano, isn't it? Yeah, who's like obsessed with Danny. Yeah, and we think that he could be the killer because he gets a bit aggressive, doesn't he? Yeah. And she's, I love the fact that she tries to turn him on with Swedish movies. Yeah, I've got some Swedish, Swedish movies. <laughs> That's brilliant. And she's got a great line. Honey, even if you're queer or innocent, <laughs> you're still paying the charge just the same. Ah, 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 Such a good line. That's brilliant. And then he tries to strangle her. Yeah. I think I wonder what he takes more offence to, to being called a queer or being called impotent. Uh, queer. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely queer. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, that's what I felt. But I also thought it was the best line in this entire film. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Come on, honey, take off all the rest. I got another appointment. What's wrong? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> you want a little persuasion, huh? <sighs> You're cute. What's the matter? Hmm? If you need something more, I have a mirror and nice movies. Swedish movies. Of course, it'll cost you a little extra if that's what you want. Well, that's a real good start. Why do all hang-ups come my way? Honey, even if you're queer or impotent, you're paying the price I charge just the same. Then off to a hippie orgy. Yeah. That's weird. The whole the music in this film in general is weird, but yeah. it's especially weird in this scene. Yeah. I kinda of wanna be at that orgy though. It was bizarre. I like the bit with the way Carol's just getting groped by the two lads. Yeah, she's into it, isn't she? She takes one, she has one drugs, and then she's like, oh, I'm, I'm well for this. Yeah. <laughs> one drugs. One drugs. <laughs> one drugs, please. <laughs> one drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, they're open there, they're like, feeling the tits yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And then she says, first, you've got to take your clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. So then they start stripping off, and she's like, "No, I don't want you." Yeah, it changes her mind. Yeah, she? and she leaves. And yeah, go for Carol and finds a swamp somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some random swamp or anything. So the bit where she staggers off into the swampy woods and it's all foggy. I thought, did anyone else find that? Oh, Sorry, can I just point back out to this party thing where she's getting grouped? I like the girl who's just dancing by herself with the tits out. You kind of want to yeah. be her, like with Denim like shorts. Yeah. everyone else, just like zoned out in the yeah, world like, and she's just like tits dancing random people two random naked people having sex in the foreground and yeah. she's got like these tiny shorts on and the, the, the camera like go underneath and yeah. you get a bit of you know, and then really the short action by the time they leave though everybody else is up dancing see she is me at a party that's what I do I get everyone up dancing by getting my tits out do you wear those shorts as well obviously of course Carol in the woods in the mist that's great there's mm-hmm. a great shot yeah. where you just you just see his outline in the mist. You've got to really look to see yeah, it as well. Yeah. That's slasher. That's like completely slasher, isn't it? Yeah, chokes her in the mud. Yeah, it? yeah. Which is quite gross and scary, that. Yeah. 
That's not a nice way to go. No, it's not. They, they, they chase it on the bike. They chase it on their bikes, but they just go the wrong way and then fall off. Yeah, they fall yeah. off. No, like, Isn't the dialogue it's like, I'll, I'll strangle it? I'll, yeah. And that's like, they, they use that line a lot, quite, yeah. quite a bit. Most people in this film, because even when Stefano, he tries to strangle the prostitute, doesn't he? Yeah. So strangling comes up quite a lot in this film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she gets her eyes poked out and then gets chopped up again. Oh. So there we go, and then we cut straight to the. And the doll gets the sides perked out again. Do we see the doll? Do we see the well, it cuts to a doll, doesn't it? It cuts to a doll, but then, you know, you see the fingers, like, and you. It cuts away at the last minute, but you're assuming she gets her eyes poked out. What you see on the screen is not a product of expressionist art. What you have here are fragments of cloth found under the fingernails of one of your companions who was barbarously murdered just one week ago. Florence Heineken. Our scientific analysis leaves no doubt whatsoever. We have traced these fragments to this foulard, which was used to strangle Carol Peterson. Her body was then mutilated in the same manner as Signorina Heineken. I have called you here today for a good reason. I want you to look at the foulard closely. If you ever saw one you think is similar, on any person you can identify, it is your duty to help us by reporting it. You will not be acting as a police informer, but as a civic-minded citizen. Because I believe you all want this killer to be brought to justice at once. And I hope in a case like this, at least, you will consider the police for what they are, your vigilant defense. After that, you can protest and riot when we're a bit reluctant to let you dismantle the state. What you see on the screen is not expressionist art. <laughs> the marrying of art and murder. It's like literally in the dialogue, they're saying it in the dialogue. Yeah. We go home with Daniela, don't we, who lives with Uncle Nino. And he's got like a big golden ornate apartment. Creepy, creepy Uncle Nino. Creepy Uncle Nino. His apartment, his interiors are the first sort of interiors you see in this, not like a proper jello. Yeah, yeah. Where she's the, yeah, just yeah. like the chairs, she's sitting there reading the book, isn't she? And that, that like little living room and the chairs. It's like, yeah. They're not comfortable at all. Yeah. Why would you sit in that chair to read the book? <laughs> because it looks fabulous. Well, maybe. Yeah, and he's the one, isn't he? Uncle Nino says, Why don't you go to my country villa to get away from it all? It's in the middle of nowhere, so obviously that's going to go very well. Yeah. Because this is the scene where he's like perving on his own lease, isn't it? When Well, he's a bit pervy, but it's not... It's oh, no, it's later on, isn't it? When, yeah. uh, you, when, uh, when she, Jane's there as well. She thinks that's Stefano. So Stefano, is he, he's her boyfriend. He's like an ex or something. Yeah. He fancies her. They've got a thing, haven't they? They've got yeah. a bit of history. She thinks he's the killer. Yeah. So she gets really upset and she phones Jane. She's like, I need you to come over. I think Stefano might be a killer. And I need a bath. And I need a bath. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, come over and help me get out of the bath. <laughs> Why not? Um, and there's like a massage, and um, Jane is like, I feel like Susie Candle's like, not really into the massage scene. She's like, I don't want to be. I'm a proper actor. I'm a, what, five, ten years at the Raja for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Uncle Nino comes and has a pair through the door. Yeah. And he says to her, You better dry off. <laughs> well, we, we've got the, uh, the scarf man. Oh. Man. He's the next death, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he tries to blackmail right, someone. Do he not blackmail the killer. He tries to blackmail someone he knows is a murderer. Yeah. Like I hate that. <laughs> I hate when people do this in films <laughs> and stuff. It's like, what the fuck do you think's gonna happen? Yeah. They're just asking to be crushed with a car. Yeah. There's a good dummy. I do like a good dummy in a film like this. It doesn't. It gets smashed against yeah, the wall. Yeah. The, the car runs his head. And... Smashed. 
and squish dead small because yeah. it's like the dummy. Yeah. But then the next scene, you see the head again, and then the head yeah, like expanded back, back out. <laughs> like the pumpkin at the beginning of Halloween in 2018. So Jane is like the together one of this group, and she's sort of very worldly. She wears trousers a lot. And the other girls, Danielle, I mainly get hysterical while she sort of takes it all in a stride. Yeah. No one wears bras as well, I know. Just... No, no. It's the heat. <laughs> oh, um, there's like a little brief moment where we meet Stefano's landlady. Yeah. Who's like, got a like, cigarillo and she just <laughs> oh, reminds me of Martin. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she breaks into his house. Well, doesn't break. She goes over to meet Stefano and then yeah. to Jane and then there's like a Paris. And I yeah. love the dolls. Yeah. Like, this is, this I is wish weird. Was she was in it more. Yeah. She was fabulous. Yeah, I wanted to see more of her. So, you know the two lesbians? The black girl finally got a line after the yeah. paint. So, Katia and Ursula are the lesbians. Yeah. The, Ursula's the black girl with the lovely... She's got a bit of an afro going on. She's she? fabulous. She's amazing. And they like they just pop up at this moment, really. Don't they? They're sort of in the, the, background. They're they're in the, the background, background and everything, because yeah. I just kept thinking, I wonder if that black girl's going to actually get a line. And yeah. When she finally did, I was like, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll come to the villa. And they go to like the lo- little local town centre and they all sort of sit around on a tractor and they'll strap your dresses. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're on the train first, aren't they? You oh, get yeah. to, they get to yeah. the... Um, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the creepy guy paving on them yeah. again. So he's the doctor guy, isn't he? Yeah. But you don't know that till later. So no. uh, so at this point, he's just another guy. Yeah, another creepy, creepy guy. Paving. And I wasn't sure if he had the name. Did he's he he's paving on catchers, isn't he? You can like see up a skirt. Yeah. So he's, I think like, he does later, but I don't know. Yeah, and he's sort of handsome. He's handsome. Yeah, I like the name the black girl's outfit in this when she has just like these two it's pieces just, of material just that's just pulling her boobs. See, I else. got a, I don't know whether it's like a kind of a commentary on this. I don't really get the whole. Obviously, each country has their own like regional, you know, rivalries and stuff. Don't 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 do so. Yeah. Someone who knows more about Italy might know this, but the impression I got is that when staring at Ursula, it's kind of like. Oh, this is an exotic. We've never seen a black person before. But they do. Yeah. But they are like that. Don't yeah. they actually say it? They yeah. say that's. The, I can't remember what the line is. I didn't write it down. But they say something about her yeah. being different to the others, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Where's she from? You mean the one with the suntan makeup? You didn't buy it. Oh, with those legs, she could outrun a rabbit. I'm a rabbit. And I'm just like, is this kind of having to go Because I don't... Uh, it's probably like another... It's another north south divide. I'm yeah. sure most countries have that, but is this kind of like trying to... Because there's even a line later on, isn't there, when um, I think it's the guy who works in the shop, you know, you know these and, and he's talking about these people come from their big cities with universities yeah. and they think we're idiots and we're illiterate and stuff yeah. like that, so... I wonder if there's a little comment on that. There usually is, though. Yeah. You find with quite a few of the jolly, yeah. with the set in a small town, yeah. like Don't Torture a Duckling. Yeah. There's a lot of sort of folk horror going on there, and there's a lot of... Um, I think uh, House of Laughing Windows as yeah. well, a little bit. There's the suspicion, suspicion of people to come from the city and how they're going to destroy yeah. their, idea, their little idyllic life. But also the suspicion under the other way as well. So yeah, because you've got these people are like inbred or, you know, backwards. Yeah, so you do get a lot of that in these films. It'd just be interesting. To, I don't. I say I don't know enough about that whole, you know, yeah. cultural rivalry to to comment on yeah. it properly. You know, yeah. someone who knows more about it could probably give us more information. Yeah, yeah. You also got another red heron and then a little shoemaker guy, didn't you? The, With his one eyebrow. The town idiots. Yeah. There's always like a town idiot, isn't there? Well, I think he was disabled by Logster. Yeah, but the, that's the town idiot. Town idiot character, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because there's one in. Um, 
windows as well. Yeah. And they are sort of set up to either be a pathetic victim or <clears throat> are they the killer because yeah. they're, they're not of sound mind type thing. Um, but also, just going back to um, Daniela, Katia and Ursula sitting on the tractor, it gave me big Fifth Harmony Work From Home vibes. Oh, yeah. That's how they get up to the villa, is on the back of a tractor. Yeah, yeah. There's two idiots, isn't it? There's the shoemaker. It's all about us. And then there's the two idiots <laughs> that accept. The shoemaker gets bumped off quite quickly and then is replaced by an idiot delivery boy. I don't oh, think yeah, the yeah. delivery boy is not, uh, he's not an idiot, he's just a, just a knobhead. He's just a knobhead. Yeah, yeah. And I actually think they would have been unfair on him when they like shot him to just stand there and go all the ambulance or whatever. And it was like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna talk to him. It's quite funny when he turns up and they're all like, somebody nude. (laughs) And he just knows, he's like, I think the way the, the guy gets killed in his workshops quite because it's just like only one shot, you get his throat gets cut and it's grisly, you know what I mean? It's. Yeah, it's, it's like close up on his face, isn't yeah. it? He dies as well. We have to um, bit where she realizes that Stefano, who she thought was the killer, couldn't be the killer because she's been suspecting him because of the scarf that he wore. But then we have to reveal that it can't be him because his scarf wasn't black on red, it was red on black. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking How about? How could you even remember that? No. I, I was so convoluted. Yeah. And I like the fact that they show you that um, the changed. flashbacks, but they changed the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and as well, it doesn't get jumped in a well. Yeah, and because it shows you the shot is like from down in the well, yeah. and it's like obviously it's all like out of focus and blurry, so you can't really tell what's going on, and then just but you, you know what's going to happen, yeah. and then the body just gets dumped in. Yeah, it's great. Um, so it's, we discuss Jane going flying down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> See this kind of simple kind of. Basically, they're, they're thinking we need her to have a limp in the last section of the film. How can we do it? I know she falls down the stairs. Halloween 2018 because I've taken a leaf out of their book yeah. for a device to get mm. someone from A to B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the, sometimes you just don't need that big giant plot device. Yeah. Just just let it happen. It's that simple. And then, so she's like, so they, they tell the poor delivery boy to go and find the doctor. And then when the doctor turns up, it's the creepy guy from the train and he was mm. also at the scarf stall earlier in the film, wasn't he? Was he? Oh. Yeah, he was. He was buying a scarf earlier, like much earlier on. Oh, I didn't Yeah. You know, never forget a handsome face, you see. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got a long way to buy a scarf. He, he really has. Well, it's sort of, it's it's to make you think he's actually stalking them. Is that, is, that um, how, is that how much of a backward town this is? You've got to travel 100 yeah. miles to buy a decent cravat. It's the only place that sells the black and red scarf. Oh, yeah. Does he want black and red or red and black? So this character's called Roberto. See, I never I never got that from the film no, at all. No, I, don't I, think I, I actually struggled with everyone's name in this film. They're quite well, there's quite a few of them. I had yeah. to write them down. Um, so yeah um, so Roberto it turns out the doctor is creepy Roberto creepy but handsome so it's like you'll just let the creepy you go you let it go you let it go <laughs> yeah um, he comes up and I love this a bit where um, he says to uh, Daniela you should do something about that road it was hard It was hard for me to get up here <laughs> what's she supposed to do about the road <laughs> so it's an uncle's property isn't it so maybe tell, <laughs> tell your uncle to fucking fly yeah, that properly <laughs> Oh dear. Um, Do we talk about the lesbians? Has the lesbians happened yet? No, it's still, it's just it's the next thing on my list. No, I think it's earlier, isn't it? Yeah, it's earlier. It's already happened because yeah. I've I've gone oh. over me now. That says lesbian scarf dance. Oh yeah, no, it's I've, before the mine's it's... lesbian frolicking in the lake. 
Let's go take us back to the lesbian scarf. <laughs> Could you actually do it for us? Uh, yeah, sure. Again. We'll upload the video <laughs> after, after your um, after your encounter with the lesbian. Yeah, me and you, my people. <laughs> when you were dressed as Shania Twain, <laughs> is that cultural appropriation? If I take on the lesbian role, it is. It's very problematic and not very woke of you. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to have you killed. Someone is spying on them, aren't they? Is it, it might be the the breakfast guy? Is it the delivery boy or yeah. is it the shoemaker? Oh, it, yeah, it's, it's the shoemaker. It's the shoemaker because he comes back because he because he gets a shock. Yeah, doesn't he? By them and runs off and then gets killed. That's right. why he gets because he's at the villa spying on them and he gets chased away from that's the villa it, yeah. by the. That's yeah, it. I was quite shocked that they were lesbians. I just didn't see that bit coming. No, I enjoyed it. It's a nice twist. Well, wait, they, they were sort of always together in the in the early scenes. Yeah, mm. but I just thought that because they had no character. Let's just have them two stand just to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So at least he got like something to do. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I love the bit where Daniela gets a phone call from her uncle. Yeah. And she says, "Oh, hello, uncle. Paris, you sound just like you're in the next room." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was that meant to like? Yeah, to you're supposed imply to sus- that he he might be in the next yeah, room. Yeah, supposed to suspect him, not like Sydney's dad in Scream. Yeah, but it was just a little bit clunky and stupid and lying. Just a tad, yeah, just a tad. Um, the bit where the where the lesbians are splashing about in the lake, and the dialogue is basically ooh ah ooh, <laughs> ooh. I love that bit. And then you see someone. Well, she thinks she sees someone's watching them. Yeah, yeah. And he just dismiss it very like quick. Like. Mm-hmm. But they're just used to it, aren't they? They're used to throughout this film, men have been watching them, so yeah, they're true. Just, they become like desensitized to it. I love the fact that all of those boys in the small town below the villa. They've essentially spent three days talking about these girls yeah. that they're never going to have. Whenever it cuts back to them, they're still having the same conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, that's all they know what to talk about and that's all they've got in their sorry little lives. And now we're into the film, Stefano turns up to the villa. Yeah, isn't this where, oh, I think by the waterfall, is Danny sees him like, lurking in the yeah. distance, doesn't she? Yeah. Because he shouts, she shouts Stefano when yeah. he disappears. So we definitely think that it's, it's probably him. Yeah. More so than the creepy fit doctor. We think it must be Stefano. So then when the door open, when there's a knock at the door and they open it to Stefano and then his body falls forward and he's dead. Oh, which was great. That's great. That's a great scene. I love this whole device. Like I love this whole sort of switch where it's really bizarre because like he dies and he's dead in front of them. And then there's the killer stood there and then it just cuts to like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what the it's like I've a I've a missed as the DVD yeah. jumped or something. Yeah, it's a really strange scene, isn't it? Like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do a, a scene like that before. But, I like, when he, you just see his face, it zooms in on his face, and I was thinking, oh, he's like, doesn't he? Why is he looking so dead to camera? And I was thinking, he looks like he's dead. Oh, shit, and he's he just, dead. He <laughs> falls yeah. over. It's crazy. Falls on his face. And I just thought that was just, every bit of that was genius yeah. perfect and you've got the girls cowering and then suddenly it's the next day yeah, and you what Jane's hungry for breakfast Jane wakes up she's starving she's had a good night's sleep she's still but she does actually she does however remind us that she's got a broken ankle when she lifts her foot up to the camera <laughs> to, show, to show that it's got <laughs> well, then put, the, put the high heels back on <laughs> yeah because I was at this point when I saw that happen I was like thinking but now they all know who the killer is so like 
mm. you know, the mystery element's gone because the oh, guys know who killed them all. And then it's the next morning and they're all dead. And I'm like, oh, so yeah. that's how you deal with that <laughs> problem. Yeah. So, so you just these, kill the entire cast off. These are, all, uh, these are off-screen deaths that didn't really bother me because we've had so many good deaths before. Yeah, and that's it. Up. It's not like... The, it's not like just game put on money, is it? No. They've, they've, you've got loads of great sets yeah. already. So. It's, it's actually a cre- you, this is one way you know it's a creative choice. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it was really effective. It's an interesting creative choice, isn't it? Because you're like, fuck, that's really pulls the rug out. So then um, Jane comes downstairs, <coughs> and, and you, it's sort of quite tense because you know that she's going to find them doing it, and there they are, all dead. And um, <laughs> Isn't he like? And then it, who's he cutting up? It's Catcher he, first. He, cut, he cuts up Catcher. He's sawing him up with a hacksaw, isn't yeah. he? Because really he drags crazy. drags a bag off. He's got like a big sack, and yeah. he drags the first one off with Catcher inside it. Yeah. And then Daniela suddenly grabs her from behind, so you're like, "Oh, at least Daniela's still alive." And then she just dies. But she's dead. <laughs> um, and then we see him start to dismember her in quite grisly details. So off she goes. Jane goes and hides upstairs. Makes it look like she hasn't been in the house because she realises. You know what? That's quite. I, I I wouldn't have thought of that. I just wonder what the fuck she was doing. Yeah. And so she's making it look like there's no one there. Yeah. Yeah. That's because she's got a brain. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it kind of changes this film, like at this twisty kind of moment. Not twist, but you know. I feel like the film changes direction from like slasher. So it feels like a home invasion film. To the last part of it, that's how it. Like cat and mouse type thing. Yeah. The the last half hour just changes to like one person and and the killer just in the house. Yeah. And she knows he's inside and gonna get him, but then he doesn't actually quite know. So it feels like very hidden in the vent kind of feel. I love the scene with the key. It's oh, just one of the that's genius. It's so one, of the, one of the best scenes. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, because you're, like, you're watching that key come out, and it's like she's trying to push it through from the other side, isn't she? With like a lock thing. Yeah, yeah. A lock pick. You kind of push the key out with the newspaper to catch the key. And which, then, which you see all the time in films, don't you? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll never work. And then she's like pulling through the newspaper, and you see that the key missed, yeah. and it just lands on it. And then the killer's hand comes into view. It's yeah. just, and just then, the way it's shot, it's just looking down yeah. and then just the, picks it up and places it on a newspaper. But you, don't, you don't see him place it, do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you? Oh. Yeah. Well, I never you just see his hand. Right, I prefer you, my version. Yeah, you see his hand coming, sort of, yeah. I didn't seen his hand going for the key, but not actually put it on the newspaper. Oh, right. So I, I don't know, maybe I've yeah. missed a bit, but yeah. my version was better. Because when, you, then, when you look at your phone, Simon? No. But I was quite tired. No, I just I just love how it's so play it's playful. And does it, was there no music? I can't remember. I think it's quite silent. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's silent when he does it, and you're like, oh. For a film that's been pretty grim and grisly all the way through, it's a, a little weird, playful. Oh, is the key. Well, what it tells me is that this director isn't just a one-trick pony, and yeah. he's not just a hack that's making his way through, slashing his way through a jallo. Yeah. He's, he's playing with you, and he's yeah. making these sort of. He's he's got like a ownership, like authorship of the film. Yeah. He's he's doing all these things for a reason. It's he's, not he's just a, random. He's a talented director. He's though. really we know talented. we know this. Yeah. Some of these things now, like even though you're saying it's it's pretty early kind of slasher vibe, like. To be doing these things, I think there's a lot of films now that could learn it a hell of a lot. I'm telling you from like borrowing things yeah. from this film, like you could. 
there's so many bits that are really effective that yeah. I'm thinking why haven't I seen this again yeah. like the Jello revival <laughs> is it happening yeah. 2019 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. probably not she opens the door and then we get the complete reveal straight straight there and then tell me who the killer is so it turns yeah. out the whole time it was the professor from art school who she flirted with and blood but you're not like the others you're different Jane you're pure everything would have been different with you it was chance and necessity remember in me they're monstrously inverted Calder did you know yeah completely I wasn't he was sure. very very important for the first 10 minutes and then completely disappeared oh, after yeah. no, just faced the air folly through 28 of their red hair and, <laughs> and I was like so it's the professor then yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and he says, they're only dolls. Stupid dolls made of flesh and blood. Yeah. And then we get the flashback and we realise <laughs> why the doll keeps happening. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So it's like essentially his brother died because he wanted to see a little girl's funny. Yeah. yeah. And he was reaching for it and just accidentally <laughs> fell around. <off> the cliff. <laughs> he didn't know. He was reaching to grab the doll that had fell to the edge of the cliff. And she and was like, get me my dolly and I'll show you Spring launched <laughs> forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a massive angle and she got up so did, he did not fall no so did she say get me my tiny tears doll and you can see my yeah she yeah. agreed to it yeah. Lisa if you let me see you without your panties I'll go and get your doll now mama says you're a bad boy and so is your brother Franz go get your own doll then what do I care well alright I'll let you look once but first you got to get me my dolly you promise I'll cross my heart Careful, it's slippery. No, don't worry, Franz. Daddy! His body dropped down and down. And then the, the final crash. That sick, sickening thump. As the body hit the rocks and there was blood. Blood everywhere. Blood all over the rocks. Bitches! Bitches! They'll do anything to get what they want. So so because of that, he's blamed women for yeah. the death of his brother for the rest of his and life. And to come, like, put the image of the doll that was getting rescued with the image of the girl who was going to show up. Well, that's the... Yeah. Thinking and just combine the two together yeah, in some kind yeah. of like sexual sadistic. Yeah, that's it. He, he, he's grown up hating women. For in his head, women are what killed his yeah. brother, and they're, yeah. they're responsible for his death. So he's, yeah. he just hates women. So did I get it right? Was he surprised that it was Jane in the house with the girls? Yeah, because he said yeah. he talked and said he didn't you know, want it to be you. Yeah, you're yeah. different. You're different. You're not like all because these she's people. intelligent. Yeah. Well, that's it, yeah, and that, that's like a look at the sort of double standards as well, isn't it? It's like, these girls are just dolls, they can just be cut up because they're just sexual objects, whereas yeah. you're different, and it's like... You're 10 years older than them. <laughs> yes, you're their mother. <laughs> I think yeah, a lot of, cool. I think really a lot cool. of Jallo, a lot of Jallo have, um, the twist does end up being something quite stupid sometimes. Oh, it's, it's like, sure over the top. Like eyeball, yeah. a, you know, and this, it is, yeah. it is over the top, but... 
still love it. It's my favourite one. Well, the thing with Jolly as well, as well is they really believe that the journey is the fun bit, yeah. the, more than the destination. Oh, I like how fun that um, how stupid and over the top all of the twists are in Jolly. Right? Yeah. I, do. I just think it's such a good like it doesn't have to make perfect sense. It just is great. A blade in the dark. That's got a great twist. That's <laughs> great <laughs> fucking twist. Yeah. Blade <laughs> You've got to do that. I love that film. It's got a queer twist as well. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. And I just, I love all of that. I'm there for those twists. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So this is a Jello you'd recommend to people? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you think this is like a good entry-level Jello? Um, probably not. No, I wouldn't. I'd... I... Because, as you say, it's got, like, slasher elements to it as well. Yeah. So, I think it's a Jallo with slasher elements. So, I think if you're after something that's more, like, a pure Jallo, I think Martino's done Bit films that are more like that. Mrs. Ward, I think. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Ward, or even Birds with the Crystal Plumage, or yeah. like that. that they're yeah. more what stereotypically is the Jallo model, isn't it? But it might be a good gateway for someone who likes slashers but hasn't seen Jallo. Yeah, possibly. That's true, yeah. yeah. That's true. Because the, the elements are there. The sort of psychosexual thing, the sort of pseudo-intellectualism, the art. Yeah. The art connection, because that's what I love about a lot of them yeah. is the sort of arty yeah. connections as well. I think that's all there, doesn't it? Yeah. But this is one of the... We say that it's a ridiculous twist at the end. This is probably the least convoluted Jallo I've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Because it's so... The plot is so simple. Yeah, once you have that reveal, it didn't... It doesn't change anything that came before yeah. it either, which is normally a big thing that... Yeah. Oh, you saw this, but this is what I was actually going on, and then this yeah. happened, but this was actually happening. There was none of that. I like the two girls. I like, I like Jane and, Dan, and Danny, even though the sort of... All the girls in it. I feel like individually the girls are all quite thinly drawn mm. however the overall message of it is quite cool because mm. the girls are all quite knowing about the men they've got a bit of control over the men and also um, they're all in uni mm. they're all learning they're all sort of they've, they've all got their own minds whereas a lot of the time with with, with uh, Jelly they're sort of they're a bit just prostitutes or something like that or the or sort of the, models they're mainly the models or they're mainly caught up with with um, the men in their lives, mm. the dictate their lives are dictated by the men in their lives, mm. like Mrs. Ward, she's like the ambassador's wife and you know all yeah. that. Um so I feel like these girls are all sorts of masters of their own destiny, they just happen to end up getting cut up. Yeah. <laughs> getting dismembered. It still just didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like um so then the doctor shows up. Oh yeah, and we have the showdown. That fight scene is amazing. That fight scene in the in like the bar, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's like, so good. It's the kick to the face. Yeah. And then I was like, I think the the killer kicked the doctor in the face, didn't he? And then I was just like, that was ridiculous. I can't believe he just put that in. That's hilarious. And then the doctor does this like double jump, flying yeah. jump yeah. kick. Yeah. And then he starts, he starts hitting you like. Anchors and yeah. hooks and all kinds of things. Oh, the hook in the shoulder. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know the top. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ends up obviously in a cliff edge. And, and then as you say, another great dummy going over a cliff. Yeah. That dummy was brilliant. It's brilliant. That dummy was brilliant. Although, would you like the little at the end where he's walking in? And you don't know whether it's. Yeah. Because she sees it as Franz, doesn't she? Yeah, and then yeah. he just no, it switches. No, it switches it which was the same switch that he did on the scarf earlier on. Yeah. Uh, the red and black scarf, right? Yeah. No, but they're wearing different clothes, aren't they? 
Yeah, no, but I mean, you do the it just affects the scene because it, oh, yeah, it, it shows you the clear image, then it kind of fuzzes out and yeah. then fuzz, comes back into sharpness. And then it's playing with your um, it's playing and it's with like, perception of it, isn't yeah, it? yeah. And then it, you see what's actually happening, yeah, which made more sense because you'd already used the device. Don't they have a weird conversation as well? I was walking away, can't remember what it is, and they just casually stroll off down the street, like hand in hand, and like, it ends really like, quickly. like just no nothing, yeah. you don't react to anything, like your yeah. friends did still all get. Yeah, butchered. Yeah. <laughs> butchered. Throwing bags outside, but yeah. but let's just have a little laugh and joke and walk down the street. Some nice music. Let's go for the police and get away from here. Forse, forse la succe davvero scritto qualcosa che ci riguarda. Se non mi fossi fermato per caso a quel distributore. Non avrei mai capito che tu eri ancora qui. Qualcuno la chiamerebbe provvidenza. So there you have it then. So we enjoyed this one. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Definitely. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'd like to get Martin's feedback on this because I think he quite like it. Yeah. Um, I think for me the pace did slow down a little bit once you got to like the last half hour when it's yeah. just Jane and the, the killer. killer left. I thought I thought that to be honest, yeah. but I think there was still enough tension there to keep you. Yeah. And you have some of the best movements there. Though. That's yeah, it's got that brilliant key scene. Yeah, that's, all right. that's brilliant. So yes, we we heartily recommend this yeah. one. So to our uh, listeners who love Jalo, we hope you enjoyed this. Have you got any Jally that you would like us to cover? A couple of weeks last week or the week before, I put a teaser up with the backdrop of two different Jalo films. Mm. Um, to see if anyone could guess the double bill that we were going to do, and one of them was this. And the other one was Strip New for Your Killer, but we decided that we wanted to do the Hall- the new Halloween movie review tonight instead, so we're going to do Strip New for Your Killer at a later date. Maybe, de- for, maybe for Christmas. Maybe for Christmas. We're definitely going to cover it because it's ju- it's so mm. unbelievably trashy and dodgy that we can't not cover it. <laughs> yeah. um, so Just we're going to take <laughs> Strip New for Your Killer. So we are going to do it um, at some point. But um, in the meantime, are there any jelly that you think that we should cover that you'd love to hear our perspective on? Please let us know. You can tweet me at Johnny Larkin. You can tweet Stephen Moore. At HD99. You can tweet Jonathan Butler. Uh, Cthulhu502. And you can get Martin sat on the back of a tractor in Perugia. (laughs) Not very many clothes. Thank you very much for listening. And also, um, oh, we'd also like to thank all of the people who came out to our live podcast a few weeks ago. We had a, we had a, a, a nice, small, but very loyal and um, very supportive audience. Um, and we had a great time, didn't we, John? Yeah, it was good. Stephen couldn't be there. No, no. Just <laughs> missed out, all I'm saying. Um, but we had a ball, and we would like to do it again. Yeah. At some point, so we'll keep you posted on that. I would like to do it. Yes, we'll Please. do it with, with <laughs> Stephen actually there this time. Um, I'm not sure it'll be any use, but you know, yeah. can give it a go. Uh, and also, the lovely Sean Ponsonby of Planet Slop should have a interview up on his website with me and Stephen from last week. Yeah. That is planetslop.co.uk, I think. I believe. Uh, but I'll be sharing the link to that on the on Twitter as well. So yeah, thank you for listening, and we shall see you in a couple of weeks. Ciao.